What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the New York Minute. I'm your host, Burton, and today we're knocking out the final box in the Heroes of Krakoa arc. We're talking about X-Force today. I managed to pull together images of the set from Discord, the Upper Deck blog, the Upper Deck store, and the Versus Collective on Facebook. So because of everybody, it was a group effort. We're going to knock this out. Let's go ahead and pull up these cards, man. Let's let's give the mutants a proper send-off as we start thinking about other cards coming out this year. As I did with House of X and the New Brotherhood, we're going to talk about these cards in Constructed, so regular 60-card decks. And we're going to talk about these cards in Draft as well. Okay, got the X-Force images pulled up. Here we go. Beast at level 1 is a 3-3, three, 5-health. Three, X-Men stamped. They're all X-Men stamped. I'm not going to say that anymore. Climb. At the start of your main phase, you may exhaust a location on your side. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Beast. Animal Agility. Any turn combat, red. Beast gets plus one, plus one. This combat for each plus one, plus one counter on him. So it works like the new humans from Monsters Unleashed. Every counter... Could just spell a blowout for a red in combat. It's pretty good. Big blue brain. That's his XP con. He needs three. When Beast climbs a laboratory, he gains an XP. You need to do that three times. One in 15. You have to open with this. Because you can't go Kane, go get a blue, and then play it on three and then climb three times. You're going to die in that time frame. If your opponent has any way to interact with your size, this guy goes down. Yeah, this XP con's rough, man. I wish, I wish Super Awesome Games would try and take themselves away from caring about a specific location in XP cons like this, but let's see the payoff. Let's see if, if this is worth it. At level two, Beast is now a 775. He now has climbed to die at the start of your main phase. You may exhaust a location on your side. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Beast. And he gains Ferocious and Lethal this turn. And he still has Animal Agility. I think overall, I'm not like super into this. He has good stats. He has a cool ability. And he climbs. He grows. It sounds like a home run, except the games where you don't exactly play a basic blue turn one... They're going to feel awful, and I would rather be on any melee fighting main outside of this guy. I'm out on this, man. I'm out on this. In draft, if you can promise yourself that you're going to see one or two, but, but you still have to open it in a 40-card deck, too. You actually you actually could get stranded as a 3-3-5 that grows in draft, even. Stay away from Beast, man. Um, until until Sad drops the whole cares about the lab, you can't play this. And then it's the thing of like, okay, so why does he care so much about the blue? Like he cares so much about the laboratories, but like he doesn't use blue at level two. He doesn't use the blue at level one. Like it does, it doesn't connect. It conflicts. It forces him to have one in fifteen as an XP con. That's brutal, man. And, like, the game doesn't suffer if he flips in three regardless. Like, climb any three lokes. Climb 
any three basic looks like he's he was still fine yeah i'm out sorry beast next up we have the merc with the mouth it's deadpool at level one deadpool's a two four six range he's unpredictable during any combat you pay a red deadpool gets one of the following this combat at random plus four plus zero plus two plus two or plus zero plus four I think the most attractive part on this superpower is actually the Savage Surprise. You're going to open doors you don't deserve to be able to go through because of plus four, plus zero on defense. Man, EMH, I've fallen out of love with that card, but if you're getting it and it's like you are playing the Loke anyway, in addition to like team attackers or getting rid of a little guy in the way, that's good. And then plus zero, plus four, like all of these rates are good. You're not going to be upset with any of these three modes on this random superpower. That's pretty good, man. Death follows me. That's his XP con he needs four. When a character gets KO'd, Deadpool gains one XP. This is really achievable. Super achievable. And I'm going to do it myself. I don't need my opponent to help me with this. My Deadpool's going to flip. I'm in so far. This is a solid solid reasonable main character man let's get to his level two let's check out the payoff on this guy at level two deadpool is six 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 the number of the beast he still has range he's still unpredictable and he gains mr assassin during any combat you pay a green ko an enemy supporting character you can do this on defense this is a super duper duper solid main character and i wouldn't be surprised if he, people were just like, you know what? I have Deadpool. Let's go. I'm going to control the board. Your biggest guy is at the mercy of Deadpool shooting at him. And I have a cool little combat trick on defense. Give me the Deadpool. Um, it's actually really refreshing to see a playable, stable, well-rounded, reasonable main like this on this team. Yeah, give me the Deadpool, man. Next up, and I actually saved the best in my mind for last, man. It's Wolverine. It's Logan. Quick, somebody get Keith McGee on the phone. Keith, pick up the phone. This is unprecedented because what I'm about to say, and I'm even so hype about this, man. Check it out. Wolverine's a 435. He has bone claws. During any combat, you pay a green. Wolverine gets plus two, plus zero this combat. He's a lone wolf. Level up three, just three. When Wolverine makes an attack, a solo attack, he gains one XP. He doesn't have to put the guy down. He doesn't have to fight somebody stronger than him. He doesn't have to take three wounds in the process necessarily. He doesn't have to do the hokey pokey. He doesn't have to tie his shoes with one hand tied behind his... This guy flips. This guy flips, man. When I started playing this game, man, we're going to go on a little journey here. Back in 2017, and I, I noticed that throughout all the Thanos gauntlets and the DP ramps and the the aliens and canes and, and whatnots, what have you, the Thors, the Kingpins, the Luke Cages, everything. There was one guy that I was so bummed out about, man. I was like, man, why isn't this guy, why aren't people playing this guy? And it's Wolverine. His problem was always the level one. It wasn't the level two. The level two had good stats in Legacy. The level two had good abilities 
in the base box. It wasn't the level three. The level three is actually a win con. It wasn't the fact that he didn't have anything to do, according to the level four and five. It was the level one. Realistically, back in the day, Wolverine's XP con said, take three wounds, level up, turn seven, eight, nine. Unplayable. Now, I can definitely make, this is definitely reasonable. This is reasonable. I'm willing to do this. I'm going to do this. Give me the Wolverine, man. Give me Wolverine. What's he do at level two? Wolverine gains a life. Thank you. He's an 866. He now has adamantium claws. During any combat, you pay a green. Wolverine gets plus six, plus zero this combat. A new family. During the main, you pay a yellow. While team attacking this turn, characters on your side have berserker and cannot be struck. Yeah, he can be in it or he can like, hey, go get that guy, right? So, and the story being told here is so cool, man. I'm so appreciative of this. He starts out as the rookie Logan. He's like, I can do this by myself. No problem, right? And then through experience, through learning how to fight, learning tactics, he gives his knowledge to the kids. He gives it to the kiddies and the, the, the younger mutants. This is cool, man. I've been really rough on some of the cards in this arc as a whole, the Heroes of Krakoa arc, but I'm going to give the roses to Danny and Ben this time. This guy could have easily been fight three times and put him down or enter solo three times and survive. I'm so glad, but as cool as this guy, and I'm definitely going to play this, and this guy is definitely super snap takeable in draft. I, I actually, it, it, it bums me out a little bit even that he can't go into the level three. And I hope that there's a way to tether this guy to the level three somewhere down the road. Because the, the 986, that, guy's a, that guy was a win con, man. If you ever got there, you felt like you were on top of the world. I hope that there's a way for this guy to get to the level three in the future. Yeah, great, great guy. I, I'm looking forward to playing this guy for sure. I will be playing this. Let's move to the supporting characters, man. Caliban is a one-cost, one-two-one, X-factor detection. During the main, you pay a yellow. Put two plus-one, plus-one counters on each other, Brotherhood and X-Men character on your side, everybody else. If you ever get to do this more than once, he buries your opponent, man. If your main character flies, you're in the business of playing this. This is like the best one-drop on team outside of Iceman, right? This guy is no joke, man. In draft... You don't want to be the X-Men main that doesn't have one of this. You don't want to be the Brotherhood guy that doesn't have one of this. Take them in draft. In Constructed, you can definitely ride the lightning because you landed Caliban yellow with a flying main. Give me the Caliban, man. It's a good card. The other one drop in the box is Beast. Beast is a 1-1 one, one with two health for one. He has Climb. At the start of your main phase, you may exhaust a location on your side if you do... Put a plus one, plus one counter on Beast. And he has animal agility, just like the main. Any turn combat, red. Beast gets plus one, plus one for each plus one, plus one counter on him. I think the rate in which he grows is a bit too slow. And you probably don't want him to just be a 2-2 two -two with two health. That team attacks and dies. That puts you at Lockheed without the wings, right? Um, I feel like he's not that bad, though. If he ever has two, maybe three counters on him, a red is like deal a wound to a B 
better card, right? Or even, like, fight the main? I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He's one of the better ones that this team has seen out of the arc, but I feel like he's, like, third, fourth, maybe fifth best one-drops you would want to take in your constructed decks. In draft, he's a 2-2 twice. That's going to get there in draft. That's going to get there in draft. If he ever has more than one counter on him, a red could just say deal a wound to a problematic guy or a better card, right? Yeah, take him in draft. It's 50-50 it's on if you should even think about him in constructed, though. On two, we have Angel. Angel is a two-cost 5-1-1 with wings and air superiority. Characters with wings can't strike Angel. He actually is making the case for himself, man. He's so close. If he was a 5-2-2, I would say take the challenge on the play. What this guy is saying is you can deal a wound to a flying opposing main character if they're not flipped yet. If they are flipped, he's going to get into trouble, and then he's always going to fight down. Like, one drops can shoot at this guy, and they're going to get him. In Constructed, you probably have to leave him behind, but in Draft... He's a flying team attacker, and if for some reason he connects with the main and deals a wound, he paid you back for his slot. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to try. If I see him in draft, I'll take one. I'll take one. But constructed, it's it's a miss. Unfortunate. If he was a six-two or a five-two-two or something like that, he was really close, man. Angel was really close this time. You know what? If you have a way to grow him. Or like a way to stop the the random one drop gunshot into him, he actually could get there if he has a way to grow. He actually threatens to like constantly fight a flying opposing main character, and you're gonna feel happy about that. Psylocke was the other two. Psylocke is a three four one with butterfly knife. When Psylocke attacks a character on an enemy player's side, that player discards a plot twist. If they don't have one, they reveal their hand. Man, she literally could have just said, you get to take a peek, and I still would have been in. If she's stealing shocks and fine covers and dramatics and super, insert the blank on heinous defensive pumps, if she gets one from them, you're like jumping for joy. I think that the take a peek is actually super underrated. I'm going to know what you're two three and potentially four or five is i could win the game off of that knowledge just from her if she gets you a twist like they're so behind too yeah give me the psylocke man you're gonna see her around and you better take one and draft because realistically that says take a peek and if you ever get a plot twist from her and draft they could die to that they could die because of that great card man three drops First up, we have Laura. We have X-23. She's a 4-3-2. Scared stiff. During the main, you pay a red. Enemy characters can't use superpowers until your next turn. This is actually one of the most hateful cards I think we've seen. Oh, man. The implications here. And it's so funny. She's a confused card. You would think by the artwork and her stats that she wants to fight and grow. That's not what you're going to end up doing with her. Man, she's hateful. She's so hateful. You, If you're on red, party with Laura. She's going to win you games, man. In draft, 
and like it's the fact that like some most of the time a level one a level one main character most of the time their superpower is tied to their xp con or the ones that people pick it's tied to their xp con she literally shuts off xp gain sometimes take her in draft take her in draft even so that no one else does this to you you could die to this in draft man you could die to this in constructed too if she's well protected and she gets more than one red off your opponent's going to be so far behind because of this thing man the other three drop in the box is wolverine wolverine's a three cost three three with three health berserker when wolverine attacks Put a plus one, plus one counter on him, and he's fearless. While attacking a main character, Wolverine strikes with double. Honestly, oh man, I'm pretty sure this is the best three drop on team, right? Man, if this guy only ever was an eight, four, three times into the opposing main character, you would make the claim that this is the one of the strongest three drops we've ever seen. The fact that, like... And like it's happened with Dak and his son. It's happened in House of Xbox where like they randomly don't get him as a 4-4. So he becomes a 5-5. If this guy's a 10-5, he gets out of the range of like some lethal guys that actually matter in the game. You're gonna love this guy to death. And this is another card in the box. Do not be the guy in draft that doesn't have one of this. In constructed. He's going to make it. He Because he's going to make it. He's going to make it because his son makes it. For me, at least. Dakin makes it for me. That guy's an 8-4 that trades twice. And I'm happy with that. This guy's going to be an 8-4 that trades with the main three times. I'm super okay with that. Give me the Wolverine, man. It's good to see Wolverine in a playable fashion in the game, man. Kudos to SAG, man. I'm, it's the poet snap. Thank you for this. I appreciate this, man. This is a good card, man. On four, we have Domino. She's a 5-5-1 five, five, with a gun. Lady Luck. Any turn combat, you pay a yellow. Roll a die. Put that many plus one, plus one counters on Domino. I'm assuming you have to roll a D6, right? Because it really wouldn't be fair if she can roll like a D12 or a, a D20 or some nonsense, right? Assuming it's a six. Well, you really can't pay a yellow for a power-up so one of six will be a critical miss but if she shoots and she becomes a seven seven eight eight or nine nine she's actually not bad she could do this on defense she's playable she's playable she's playable if you're on yellow she could make it i actually believe that she's the better of abilities like this i don't like the five drop because if the five drop misses She's a 5-8 blank. She didn't do anything, and you probably didn't have a team attacker for her. Terrible. The the Scarlet Witch, she actually has come up in play for me, too, where, like, if she misses, she's a 7-4. It's not bad, but it's not outstanding either. This is, like, she actually could get a second chance. She could get a second chance, especially on team. And if she's a 7-7-8-8 or a 9-9, you're happy with that. Obviously, she gets nat 20. If she gets the 6, she's an 11-11 for 4 that you had to pay to fight. That's not bad either in Constructed. I'd like to see her as a 2-3 of if I'm playing yellows. In Draft, take it. Yeah, take it. It's going to come up that she's a shooting potential team attacker for X-Men mains. 
If you give her a yellow and she doesn't get the one, you're happy about that. The other four drop in the box is Deadpool. Deadpool's a four cost four four two with range. He's impulsive. When Deadpool appears or recovers, he strikes an enemy supporting character. That's important. In supporting character. Tough. When Deadpool gets stunned, you may recover him, which would trigger impulsive. Listen, this guy being fair on rate is actually not good here. We needed him to be a 6-2 or 5-3 so that he can fight up. What this guy's going to end up doing is coming down, killing a 2-drop, and then shooting, killing a 1-drop. Like, he, he shoots way below his station, and I'm not in the fashion of playing more than two of him for that reason. He's not really an outstanding team attacker in that way. But if he, like, took care of, like, a match or, like, random... Random idiots that are hanging out in the back row. You were probably okay with that. He gets to do it a total of what? Four times? Sure. I would try out the two to three of. Um, in draft, he's a 4-4-2. Four, four, I don't feel like he... I don't feel like he clips enough meaningful guys in draft to matter though. If you're like wasting your time getting rid of my like random one of or two of... I'm probably okay with that. He doesn't ever really hit somebody important, right? Like, no one no one foreign up is subject to this. And that kind of bumps me out. Maybe there's a way to, like... There's, like, combos and stuff you could do with this, I guess. But in the natural, reasonable, fair way, he his keyword targets down and he fights down. But you're not... It's not necessarily a bad thing, Right? I would have liked to see him be a 6-2 or a 5-3, though. On 5, we have Colossus. Colossus is a 6-6 six, six with 2 health. Not made of steel, made of rage. During any combat, you pay a green. Colossus gets plus 3, plus 3 this combat. If he's wounded, he gets plus 6, plus 6 instead. Man. Okay, so for 5, I'm playing this instead of Sage. Not necessarily. Am I playing this instead of Juggernaut? Not necessarily. I'd like to point out that because of cards like Sheathing, like, the game doesn't notice if this guy's an 882 or a 663. Um, he has to pay to fight, otherwise he fights down. I appreciate that X-Men now have, as a team, they have two five-cost characters with more than one health. In an ideal world, they can fight for the board without reaching out of team you're not going to be happy with this guy unless you can pay for the green on defense in constructed i would go four sage two of him over the three three split if i'm looking to have some chunky top end characters he's a reasonable team attacker in draft like this guy man man this card just bums me out overall he could have been a he could have been an eight eight two or a six six three realistically he has to he has to give at least one green maybe even two to matter in the late game you're not going to prioritize this over sage or juggernaut in arc and it gets worse in the multiverse right yeah it, it, it feels he's not unplayable though it's just i know for a fact the game doesn't notice if he's an 8-8 i know the game doesn't blink if he's an 8-8 because we're already programmed to play yoked up fives that trade with she thing or get over the she thing right and power creep would indicate that this guy needed to at least be a seven seven with two or three health 
but it's a shame. But he'll see play somewhere. He'll see play somewhere. I'm sure of it. If you're playing seven to eight greens, he could probably sneak in your deck. On six, we have Storm. Storm is a seven nine flyer with one health. Electrical field. When Storm enters combat, put a minus one, minus one counter on each enemy character in the combat. Adam Kinesis. Any combat, you pay a blue. Double the minus one, minus one counters on each enemy character in the combat. Storm can use this power any number of times. I... Oh, man. Okay. So, Illustrated actually has a huge problem on turn six in that they don't have very many high-quality flyers on the drop. This was actually extremely close to being a high-quality six-drop flyer, but I'm not necessarily willing to pay for Adam Kinesis. I think the rate on electrical field is too slow. In my personal opinion, if she was a 7-7-2, she actually would have been the best 7-7 flyer on six, but she like falls under Morbius and Redshift for me personally. You can take her and draft. In Constructed, like her name, she shares a name with a curve topper. That's my other problem with her. I'm not playing this over the 12-9. That's a door closer. Man, you guys know by now how I feel about Storm. That's a good card. This card, she's like the best six drop on team though. She's close, man. She was so close. I wish it was minus two, minus two. Or like, man, if she was an 8-8, eight, eight, if she was an 8-8-2, eight, eight, or like an 8-8-1 eight, eight, even, I would have been okay with that. But she's going to feel like an 8-10 in, in practice. But as soon as your opponent can put her down, like you're going to feel very negatively towards this. Take her and draft though. She's the best X-Men flying six drop that we have. And the last character is Baby Girl. It's Marvel Girl. It's Jean Grey. It's Phoenix. It's Dark Phoenix. Marvel Girl is a 10-10 flight range, one health. She's AKA Jean Grey, Baby Girl. We'll get back to that. And Phoenix tapping into her power. When Marvel Girl appears, choose a character on your side to get plus 10, plus 10 this turn. <sighs> okay. So, I'm pretty... I actually would rather play the Rogue, as crazy as that is. But the reason why... Number one, she shares a name with the Omega. I'm never picking this over the Omega. The 883 Jean Grey is a door closer, period. This... This is another card where, like, if she was a 10-10-2, the game wouldn't have noticed. She doesn't do anything when, when the keyword slides off. She's a 10-10 blank on the other side. She fights down. She actually fights down in Illustrate, which is crazy to me. She could have been a 10 10 too. Um, if you put it on her, she's a 20 20. Maybe that gains you a life. I think that could actually gain you a life in constructing. It definitely could gain you a life in draft. I don't think you're playing her to put that on her, though. If she was a 20 20 static with one health but didn't do anything, I don't think I would play this. I don't think I would have played her. She's fine, I guess. She's okay. I don't really think you should be playing this, though. Like, she, like if you put it on her, she's a 20-27 drop. 
Yeah, so now we're in this thing where like sevens and eights only fight in Illustrated. They don't do anything else that's cool or like taxing on the opponent that see play. Sure. I would much rather play the swath of sevens that come close without actually fighting, I think. And I actually would rather play the rogue for the two health on team if I'm playing like mono X-Men or mutants only. I would gauge to say I'm going to play very little of this card. Uh, you can take her in draft, though. You definitely can take her in draft. Don't don't put don't put the ten ten on her in draft. Put it on your main. If that gains you a life in draft, that's cool. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this, man. I'm not feeling this. She doesn't do anything. As soon as the ten ten slides off on your opponent's turn, she's a ten ten blank. We can't play cards like that in today's versus game. Couple cards left. We have the X Men uniform. It's an equipment. Uh, one cost. Standard issue. You pay one less to play this if you equip it to an X Men character, including mains. And basic protection. Equip character has plus two. Plus. Okay, so active camo on your main for free. I'm willing to say that most of the time you're going to play four of this, right? You're going to play four of this. This is really, this is actually really strong, man. Most X-Men mutant main characters are going to play this. And <laughs> stop me if you heard this one before. You don't want to be the guy in draft that doesn't have a nice shiny black and gold uniform on your main character. Um, yeah, take this and take it in constructed too. If it's free, it didn't cost you anything and it pumped your main. You're going to play. You're going to want to play this. A dream realized. Is our final card. It's Mutant Loyalty X-Men Stamped. Put this in your deck. Only if each card with a team. And each character in your deck is Brotherhood. And or X-Men Stamped. One of a kind. And during the build. Characters can't attack until your next turn. You know this is where I would normally like. Dunk on the keyword Mutant Loyalty. But I actually don't mind this card. It gains your. Like this is one of the strongest things. That you get out of the mutant loyalty keyword. You gain a life off of this. You gain a life off of this. And it gives you one turn to figure it out. You also give your opponent a life through this. But if you see this in an eight turn game. And you were on the mutant loyalty. Uh, mutants only deck anyway. You're going to feel happy about this. In constructed. I'm actually. I would look the other way. I would look the other way if people were playing this. Maybe there's a way to search in team or on team. Maybe there's a way to search for this card with, like, Cypher and stuff. Dig towards this card. And, like, you can play it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I think the problem with this card is the keyword, though. You're going to struggle turn 7, 8, and 9. Or 6, 7, and 8. And then in draft, I don't think you can afford to be tied to just mutants, man. This is one of the cards that actually make it worth it. This card actually punches through for me. It, it breaks the mold of, like, this is a terrible keyword. Don't ever think about this. A dream realized. Look at that. That's it for the box. That's every card in the box, man. Um, Overall, this box is actually really strong, man. Man. I think I think X-Men actually got the better end of the deal in, in this volley of cards, man. And I'm actually super excited to see what mutant fans and veteran players alike do with these cards i'm definitely going to build wolverine we may even get an episode here talking about him in depth but 
That's it for House of X. That's it for the New Brotherhood. That's it for the X-Force. That's it for Heroes of Krakoa arc. Overall, I would say a solid investment. If you're looking to get into the game and you are a mutant fan, definitely keep an eye out for this arc. That's all I got for today's episode. I'm your host, this has been a New York Minute. Peace.